I'm Dominique DePrima, and I'm so pleased to have special guest in studio with me right now, um, who has been kind enough to come in and share her story. Um, she is a mom. She is a um, healthy young person, um, and she is somebody who unexpectedly suffered from a heart attack. Cindy Mafu, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming in. Um, you know, she's also, if you want to tune in on YouTube, uh, 1580.com, YouTube, 1580 KBLA, you um, were living your life. Um, you had your first child, right? Um, I had my second. Your second baby. Yes, I had okay. my second. In yes. 2019. In 2019, yes. Um, living your life relatively healthy. I mean, you can see us. She's, she's young, looks super healthy. And what happened after you start had your second child? What happened? Uh, after giving birth to my second child, I just never felt the same. I felt different. Uh, I was constantly complaining of my back. Um, and when I asked my OBG if my back pain had to do with the epidural that I had received. Um, and they said, no, uh, maybe it's the way I'm holding the baby, my posture. And I said, no, I know I told the baby I already have a first. Uh, and I was uh, advised to seek um, help from a chiropractor, which I did. Um, and I, my back would feel better. Uh, but as months went by, I'm like, this. I cannot keep doing this. Um, and few months went by and I just started living with the pain. Um, never think about it again. Because no one told you what it was. So you were just like, okay, this is my new normal. Yeah, kind of. Uh, because yeah, my OBG said, oh, you, it's the posture of how you're holding the baby. I kept going and getting these massages, getting all the help I could get about my back. And it just never felt okay. So after that, I just started living with the pain and I just carried on with my life as usual. And nothing seemed out of the ordinary. Uh, you know, when you have a baby, you, after six months of the baby, you have this checkup and they check everything and everything was fine. Um, and I carried on with life. Yes, I wasn't getting enough sleep. No new mother gets enough sleep. Um, and um, yeah, and then I felt one day, I just felt this weird palpitation, something I've never had before. And it took me by surprise uh, because I could literally feel as if my heart was beating out of my chest. And at that, that day, I booked an appointment with my primary care. And I went in, had a whole work done up. Everything was fine. Of course, because I was 37, I was healthy, only went in for physicals um, once a year. They never did anything heart-related. And it was just the normal blood work, normal checkup, and everything came back fine. And uh, three months after that physical, I had a heart attack. And how did you, I mean, how, what, how did you feel? What happened? How did you know it was a heart attack? Or when did you know? I didn't even know it was a heart attack. Uh, I was just mopping. I started sweating. I'm like, that's strange. It's not hot in here. I washed my face, went back to mopping. I sweat again. And it wasn't just like a little, it was like I was running wash my face again and when I tried to get up from the sink I felt very dizzy and I called my husband I'm like hey I feel dizzy can you just help me and he helped me as he's trying to help me to sit I felt this crushing pain on my chest mm -hmm. and like it took me aback um, and it was 
like I've nothing like I've ever felt. Um, and I told him like there's something in my chest, something's hitting me in my chest. I, I just felt like I needed to lean against the wall uh, to feel better. Uh, and he said, I'm calling 911. And I'm like, no way, you're calling 911. Maybe it's just indigestion. Maybe there's something, just let's give it a few minutes. And he called 911. Um, at that time, I'm on the floor just trying to do something with my back because the pain was radiating towards my back. And then it started uh, traveling to my left arm, squeezing. Mm, um, scary. Yeah, and it felt like I had that, um, blood pressure cuff on it was that tight uh, the, the squeezing uh, the EMTs came they uh, looked at me they said you young you look fine uh, it cannot be your heart uh, do you have panic attacks <laughs> I said no I don't have panic attacks this is not a panic attack why would I be panicking and uh, I'm mopping why would I be panicking yeah. right and uh, so they said okay we can do an EKG but you young, there's no way you'd be having heart issues. Lay down, they did an EKG, and they were so um, dismissive and very, um, it's like, I don't know, they just, almost like I was wasting their time. Like, you, like you're a hypochondriac yeah, or something. I was just wasting their time, and um, they did the EKG, and they're like, oh, it's fine. You get a pass from doing housework today. Just relax. And, you know, they never took me seriously. And they le and they said, oh, if you want to go to the hospital, you can go, but there's no need. You can just follow up with your doctor. We think you have an issue with panic attacks. And they left. Uh, and wow. Yeah. It, it was, they were so... Yeah, I've never encountered that from a medical professional to be that dismissive and not. And now in hindsight, I don't know whether it was just maybe because it was in the thick of COVID, maybe they had more important things to attend or to. Or maybe you're a black woman. I mean, it could be that we the, the data seem to show that, that we are more likely to be dismissed, even if our name is Serena Williams. So then what happened? Uh, my husband decided he's going to drive me to the hospital himself. He took me to the hospital. I, because of COVID, nobody could come in with me. And I went in by myself. Uh, I got checked out. I signed in, checked me in. I gave them the, e, um, the EKG report from the EMTs. The doctor's like, I don't want this one. Luckily, it was a woman, an Asian woman that was there, and she did not dismissed me she was attentive and wanted to hear everything I was feeling in the moment and she asked the nurse to do another EKG they did one she looked at it she's like are you sure you placed everything correctly this doesn't look right and the nurse is like yeah I'm sure got another nurse that I want you both to be there and do it again they did the EKG again and that moment they rolled me out put me in a different room nobody's saying anything but the pace that everybody was moving was now different they connected me to IVs, um, they calling, they paging, and she actually called somebody about the EMTs uh, and asked how I got to the hospital, and I explained my husband brought me here and wanted to find out which area I lived in so to find who the EMTs were and how could they leave me behind if I'm complaining of chest pain because they're not supposed to leave you behind, apparently, if you're complaining of chest pain. And that's the first time I heard that, you know, if you're black, it's possible that you might not get the medical help you need just because of the color of your skin. And I, that was, that's sad and, and hurtful to hear. And 
it's unbelievable that you would not give help just because somebody is a different skin color than you, you know? Um, but yeah, I went, then I was rushed uh, to the cardiac, uh, to get a catheterization so they could take a look at my heart. And they confirmed that I did have a heart attack. In fact, when I got to the hospital, I was having a heart attack. I was still having it. And you were still having a heart attack when you got to the hospital? When I got to the hospital. And, and this has got to be like half an hour later or something. Yeah, right? it's not about 20 minutes later. Yeah, And wow. I think when they got there, it was the start of it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they then went in, checked. I remember when they were prepping me to go into theater, I'm telling the nurse, grabbing the nurse, like, please don't let me die. My kids need me. I'm so young. I have so much I need to do here. You know, my kids need me. And because I was by myself, it was the loneliest experience because no family member could come in with me. And um, they checked. I had um, a tear in my widowmaker, which is the left descending um, artery. And um, nobody, they don't know the cause. Um, it's such a rare thing that they don't know the cause. It could be stress. It could be emotional, too much emotional stress. It could be physical strain. It could be something that's passed down from generations. It could be anything because I've had no cardiovascular risks. So they don't know what caused So it. you're not high risk. You had no history of this. <coughs> All of a sudden, you get a heart attack, and you're not getting any answers. But at least now you know what's you know that you did have a heart attack. Yeah, at least yeah, I did find out I had a heart attack. And I think in the moment that I was told I had a heart attack, every emotion that you can think of is what I felt because it's like, how do I go from being healthy to now I have one of the worst things in the world that nobody knows about and they're still trying to figure out about. And uh, luckily, um, even the the doctors that saw me at the hospital had had the training and they knew what SCAD was because I was diagnosed with spontaneous coronary artery dissection. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out what the heck that is, Yeah, what you had to do about it, where you are now, and how you connected with the American Heart Association and how they were able to help you and how they might be able to help somebody else. Ooh, that's a scary story. I'm glad you're able to sit here and tell me about it. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. I do appreciate you waking up with us this morning. Uh, Cindy Mafu is here. She's been kind enough to tell us her story of an unexpected heart attack and a young mom um, just after having her second kid, the dismissive way you were treated by the healthcare system. Luckily, you were able to get um, into good care not too long after. And you said you have SCAD. Yes. So um, that sounds scary. <laughs> what is that? It is. It's so SCAD is short for spontaneous coronary artery dissection. It's when uh, you, it's not like your typical heart attack where you get plaque built up in your arteries. This one happens because there's a tear in one of your arteries. Like how you just tear any muscle when you're exercising. Right. It's literally a tear in one of your arteries and that blood is no longer going the way it's supposed to go and then it can either cause a blockage which then causes you to have a, a heart attack. Wow. Yeah. And so, and I, I did read that this is very rare. Mm-hmm. So you're researching it. They still don't know what caused that tear. 
but this has changed your life, I assume. It's changed my life. I'm, I, I cannot go back to the me that I used to be. I cannot live my life the way I used. I, I, I was so carefree before. Now, I think, yeah, for the first two years, I let this become this cloud over me that, oh, my goodness, they don't know what it is. What if it ha- Because these chances of it happening are very high once you've had the first one. And so now I was living in that cloud sitting around. When is the next one going to happen? I, w- I was paralyzed by it. And uh, but now I'm better um, and I'm living my life. It's just now because I don't know what caused it is to try and live uh, a stress free life, which is impossible. But I'm trying. (laughs) So you're reducing stress. I mean, stress reduction is something that all of us need to do. And probably, especially if you're black, because we have tend to have high blood pressure and more stressful lives. So but for you, it's I'm not going to say, you know, it's urgent because that's you don't want to have to live through that again. Yeah. So I think I always. I, you know, you grow up, it's like you're strong, you're strong, you're a strong black girl, strong black woman. And that's how I've lived, like a strong girl, strong black woman, helping everybody, whoever needs help, I'm there, I'm jumping on everybody's issues. And didn't realize the emotional toll, all that was taking on me. And self-care wasn't a priority. Caring for everybody else was my priority. And to my own, you know, dismay. Uh, And so now I'm learning to be better about boundaries i'm learning that it's say okay that. to say, say no say that because it's something i didn't taking know taking it in taking it in I, it's something i did not know you literally didn't oh you just didn't know how to do I it d- i didn't know how, i didn't know i was allowed to because i'm not i wasn't raised like that i was raised in a way that if somebody asks for your help you get up and you go help uh even if you have your own things to do you've put that aside and you go help um and it was very tough to, to for me to say no to things. So I, even at work, uh, if somebody says, oh, I cannot handle this, can you take it? Okay. And then I everybody's work ended up piling on me because I just kept taking it. Because you said, yeah. Yeah. And yeah I yeah, said yeah, yes yeah. all the Which time. is the black woman syndrome, actually. Yeah. So now you have to say yes. You have to create boundaries yeah. because you, it's a matter of your health. Yeah. Um. Do you practice? Uh, you you mentioned to me that you don't watch the news anymore. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't do that I used to enjoy. Uh, I don't watch the news. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV. I didn't watch a lot of TV even. I used to watch. I can't even handle a scary movie anymore. Um, mm. Anything that will make my adrenaline go up is not good for me. Uh, so now it's like I focus more on reading researching about heart disease and that's how I got involved <laughs> with the American Heart Association trying to find your own answers trying to so find answers. so tell me about that connection with the American Heart Association so after I left the hospital I because nobody had answers for me I needed somebody to just give me some answers and I was on a re- research mode and found came across American Heart Association they were able to give me resources um, a face a closed private Facebook group of people who have su- suffered the same oh, wow. kind of uh, heart attack that, that must I have been did. helpful it was helpful uh, but it also made me realize this condition is not as rare as we think it is because 
I have this group of people from around the world that have had the same thing happen to them. Why is nobody doing anything about this? And it also made me realize a lot of young people are getting it. And it's easy as a young person to think this will never be me. Because on TV, all the heart attacks that are portrayed is an old man. Uh, you don't You don't see, you know, it's the dramatic old man you know, falling down, you never see a female, a young female, a young male. You know, you have these athletes dropping dead because nobody has told them you can have a heart attack. Even if you fit and you're doing all the things you you are doing, you can still have it, you know. So I think if we can get more education, especially to the younger people to know that, it, you know, it has no discrimination. It doesn't care if you're black, you're white, you're Asian. It doesn't matter whether you are 20, you are 30, 40, 60. It can happen to anybody, you know, and you don't have to have any risk factors. I sit here today, I don't have diabetes. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have cholesterol, but I've had a heart attack. Mm. So you want people to know that because, I mean, obviously, we, we you know, we don't want to run around through life scared. But you're saying that because people would get care if they are feeling, you know, if they're feeling something going on in their body? Yeah, I think, you know, um, as women, we have a tendency to ignore ourselves and yeah. our health. Yeah. When you feel, even if it's a cold, you're like, find home remedies or whatever. Push but it if, through. But right. if it's everybody else, you, you are there making the appointments and sending them to the doctor. But when it comes to yourself, you don't. So I think partnering up with the American Heart Association is just to raise that awareness that don't don't ignore symptoms because sometimes they can show up three months before the, the incident happens. So if you feel those palpitations, you get these night sweats or you're feeling something different happening to your body, don't delay, go and get it checked out because you might save your own life. And even if someone's dismissive to even you. Even if someone's dismissive, continue. You know, it's I think it's also important to to know your body, understand your body, so that even if somebody is dismissive and telling you you're having a panic attack, that no, I'm not having a panic attack. I think when you're a woman and anything is happening to you, they are so quick to say it's a panic attack, it's your emotions, you are this, you are that. You know, so I think once we are able to clearly communicate about our bodies, about what we're feeling, I think we would help even the medical um teams to know that we know our bodies we know what we need and give me the care that i deserve let's go to ronnie calling us from orange county good morning ronnie you're on with cindy Mafu. welcome welcome and thank you uh cindy uh i just want to just share with you you have floored me um because and i i'm going to make this very quick um i fell last night about 3 30 in the morning going to my bathroom and I broke a bunch of uh, glass in the bathroom. I fell the day before at about 11 o'clock, a uh, body off. My point being is I have talked to my primary care doctor and I was dismissed, uh, dismissed and I've talked to uh, the uh, other doctors in the VA system. Me and Dominique talked six months ago where I wrote a letter called Male Negro Bias pain okay uh, and uh i thank you so much for what you're saying i was just like you carefree an impish 55 year old <laughs> man impish oh i mean i lived a boy's life just like right. you carefree when you said that because i need you to keep talking to everybody um 
I've gone five years of being dismissed. And just uh, about uh, 30 days ago, the VA found that I have a four centimeter mass on my left kidney. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Ronnie. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, and and I hope you know. Let's let's talk further about it. But we're we're almost out of time here. But Cindy, it seems like Ronnie is making your point. Yeah, it is, uh, and uh, you know, it's sad that to hear that's what he's going through. But I think what he needs to focus on now is how can he get better. And it's easy to look back and try and say, you know, if they had helped me then, if this could have happened, you know, if they, I've gotten the attention then. The thing is, they got you've got the diagnosis now. You know what it is. Focus on that. Focus on getting you healthy. And because the more you stress yourself out, the more sick you become. Mm. Wow, Ronnie. I'm really, um, you know, praying for you on that. And I, I hope you feel better. Um, Cindy Mafu, yeah, the woulda, coulda, shoulda. I'm sure you, you thought about all those chiropractor bills and wished you had yeah. wished you'd had a different ar- outcome. Yeah, you know, it's easy. And I think that's another reason why a lot of people don't talk about having heart attacks, especially young people, females. You feel embarrassed because you thought I had it all under control. I was healthy. Everybody looked up to me to be healthy. And here I'm the one going down. So then there's this, you, you kind of shy away and you go into a shell. And I think it's it, it, once you realize that it doesn't serve you any purpose to say I should have, I should not, you know, this is what I could have changed and just focus on actually, you know what, I've been given a second chance. What can I do about it? Am I going to dwell in the past or I'm going to be grateful for the life I have now and the life I'm building? Uh, and so taking part in the hard walk, that's my way of saying I want people to know you can be healthy, you can survive, and let's all build a healthier healthier world, you know, where people know that heart disease is, is real. You can find out more at heart.org, heart.org. When is the heart walk? Uh, we just had one this past Sunday. Oh, I just missed it. Yes, we just had one I guess I'll have Sunday. to go next year. But Heart Walk and all of the services you can find at heart.org, American Heart Association. And uh, Ms. Mafu, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah.